This is How Shall They Hear, a production of New Testament Christian Church of Renton, Washington. We hold services every Sunday morning at 1030 at 13470 Martin Luther King Jr. Way South, Renton, Washington, 98178. You can reach us by email at ntccrenton at gmail.com. All right, welcome to another podcast of How Shall They Hear, our, um, I guess you could say, interim version of our church services for New Testament Christian Church of Renton, Washington. Uh, we've been kind of shut down for a little bit uh, with the COVID-19, uh, the gathering restrictions, so we have this podcast going, and it's been a blessing. It's been uh, a real blessing to be able to record something and have it available for anyone who would uh, maybe on the way to work, be able to listen to it, uh, safely. Don't be playing with your phone while you're driving, but being able to have it at work, being able to share it with other people, whereas a church service, uh, we still love church and being in church and we're excited to be back in church as soon as we're able to, but this gives us another, uh, ability to reach others that may not, uh, you wouldn't necessarily see on a Sunday morning church service or may have to work on Sundays so we are happy to have this podcast, but we're definitely ready to get back into church. And we'll see what God has for us concerning the future of this podcast going forward. But it's May 31st. Uh, hard to believe this month is already uh, over. And uh, just keep in prayer for our nation, our communities. There's a lot going on, and I'm not getting into that debate or that discussion at all. But just pray. God knows God knows the answer. God knows the solution for what needs to be done. Uh, we just give it to the Lord. Give it to the Lord and protect yourself. Be safe. Be smart. Uh, we are living in perilous times. Uh, so just give it to the Lord. That's all I can say. Just give it to the Lord. But I want to discuss something today that I feel is a hallmark of Christianity. Now that term hallmark in the original definition uh, simply is a, a gold seal or a precious platinum seal or something put on a, a piece of important document. So you have like the hallmark uh, holiday cards, I guess you can say. They always have that gold stamp on them. That's kind of where how that business started. But people use that term hallmark to give a sense of distinction to something of, of importance. And I was touched this week, and I want to talk about a hallmark of Christianity, which is being able to forget. Being able to forget. Now, a lot of people be like, wow, forgetting is not really a good thing. I don't want to forget anything. But for uh, a person who gives their life to Christ, being able to forget... And follow me here, uh, is a precious thing. Being able to forget, and I'm going to go into uh, a little bit of that here in a bit. But I also want to relate to uh, being able to distinguish from uh, the past and the future also. Okay? So I was touched this week when I heard something concerning... The Robertson family, 
They're the uh, family who makes the duck calls They're for hunters. So when you go out hunting, you bring this little duck call, it quacks, and it attracts ducks, obviously, for hunting. Uh, they became, uh, they gained notoriety, the family, when their lives were featured on a television show. And they are a Christian family, and uh, it is kind of inspiration to watch them. Uh, after every episode, they would uh, gather around the dinner table and pray, and ask for God's guiding hand, and Glory to the name of Jesus. But they had some recent developments uh, these past several weeks. And they uh, highlighted it on their own podcast that they do record themselves amongst uh, several members of the family. It was discovered that the patriarch of the family, Phil Robertson, has a daughter from a previous relationship that was actually done while he was currently married. Um, this was a dark time in Phil's life. It was, it was he committed adultery. Um, he was not saved at the time. He had not given his life to Christ when this had all gone down. But in the whole podcast, they kept referring to your past life, your past life, your past life, your former life. Um, and the way this all went about, uh, they have these new DNA uh, things that you can purchase, and you submit different samples, and then they run into a big old database, and you could find long-lost relatives and whatnot. So this one lady had done it and discovered that Phil was her father, and they went and she contacted the family, and they did some more testing, and they found out that she is in fact his daughter from. Uh, a, pre, a, a previous a previous relationship, but they kept saying your past life in your past life. Now we've heard of things about past lives. Different religions have that uh, theory of reincarnation. But we're not necessarily talking about that. We're talking about something that is real and genuine. And here in the Bible, I'm going to read a couple verses. And I want to, if you hear me rustling pages, it's because I'm actually using the paper Bible today. I'm not necessarily using uh, anything digital, but I actually have the good old-fashioned paper and soft, soft-cover Bible that I'm going to be reading out of today. But I want to read from 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. And this is going to be kind of our verse uh, for this podcast today. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. Therefore... If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things, all things are become new. I want to read that one more time. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So we're talking about this hallmark of Christianity where... Uh, you got this old and this new, and this, how you can be able to forget. Now, what did I mean by being able to forget? Well, for that, we could even go over the Philippians, chapter 3, starting in verse 13. Paul, also speaking here, as he just did in Second uh, Corinthians, he says, Brethren, I count not myself to apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, and reaching forth unto the things 
which are before, I press toward the I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. In that thirteenth verse, and, and there's more context to this, you gotta read the previous verses about um, him talking about the, the tribe he had come from there in Israel, uh, how he was a Pharisee of the Pharisees, how he was above uh, his peers, more zealous than the rest. And he was talking about mainly when he was a sinner, when he was a Pharisee, when he would uh, persecute the believers. This is before he met Christ. And how he thought that he had it all. How he thought he had it all. But he, he was given a right. We're talking about rights, constitutional rights. We have rights as Christians. We have rights under the blood of Jesus. And one of these things, Paul lays out here says, he said, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting the things which are behind. Forgetting your past. Forgetting uh, the things that have hindered you. We are able to forget, and that's one thing we can do as Christians, is we can forget about who we were before we met Christ. Not a lot of religions do that. A lot of religions, uh, they say, uh, you know, okay, now you, we welcome you to our belief, but you've done so much stuff before, now you have to make up for it. Now you have to go through all these uh, things and uh, trials, maybe tribulations. Uh, nowadays, in the more churchy type culture, you have to do so many charitable acts. You have to do more th good things to outweigh the bad things. But in our Bible reading, it, that's not true. That's not a factor anymore under the blood of Jesus. And today, if you feel like you have a past that is riddled with sin, and I'm talking to Christians and non-Christians here, if you are a Christian and you have all these things about your past, or if you're a sinner and you have say to yourself, I got so much baggage, I've done so much wicked stuff, there is no way God will ever accept me. There is no way that I can ever get the right hand of fellowship. There is no way I can ever atone for what I have done. Well, guess what? The blood of Jesus can make that happen for you. The blood of Jesus has the power to forgive and forget. Said, forgetting the things that are behind. He says, I press forward. And that's what you have to do if you have that type of mentality right now. If you feel like you, you have all this baggage, all this stuff in your past, you got to forget it and move forward and press toward the high calling of Christ. That's in Christ Jesus. Now, Paul was evidently talking about uh, the real ultimate goal of the believer. The ultimate goal for the believer is the resurrection. Making it to heaven. Being glorified. That is the end of the race for the true born again believer. 
And there's going to be trials and tribulations as you go through your Christianity. There's going to be hiccups and stumblings. Just like any race. And that's what Paul was doing. He was painting an image of a race. And it's kind of awesome during these times. Uh, during the Roman times and the Greek times. You had a, you talked about the, uh, the Olympiad. The Olympics. Um, we were supposed to have some Olympics this summer. I believe it's got pushed off a little bit. But he's giving this image of a race. Pressing forward. Running. Having your eyes set on that finish line. And that's what we need to do as believers. Is we have to set our eyes on the finish line. And even if we stumble as Christians. Even if we do give into our temptations. Or into temptations through our own lusts. God has made a way for us to repent. And make things right with him. And if you're not a Christian today. And you're listening. And Christian means Christ-like, a follower of Christ. Not a particular religion, not a particular sect or denomination. That term Christian in itself goes higher than any uh, what the church uh, puts out there. you got to be a Christian. you got to fill out this form and be a No, Christian is something that Jesus makes you. It comes from Him by the Holy Ghost. When you give your life to him, you ask Jesus into your heart, acknowledging that he is the son of God, and that he died for you on the cross, and that he rose on the third day, and that he lives forevermore with all glory and power. When you acknowledge that in a sincere form, and you accept him in your heart, he says you are born again. You are a Christian. That's what it means to be a Christian. You could be a Christian if there is no church in your city. You should want to go to church. You should go find a church. You need church. And a lot of people are saying, well, you, you could pray at home and you can have church at home. And in theory, kind of. You know, my only time with the Lord isn't recording these podcasts. You know, I pray every morning on my way to, to work in the morning, and I, I try to read as much as possible when I can, and uh, I try to pray whenever I can. It's not just in church, it's not certain times of the day when I need a touch from the Lord. I may just stop where, what I'm doing and say, oh Lord, I need something from you. I need a touch from the Master right now. And that's a beauty about being a Christian is you're not bound to certain times and regulations to give praise and glory to the Lord. No governor can stop you from just raising your hands and giving God the praise. However, the Bible does say, forsake not the assembling of yourselves one another. So we've got to be together in uh, some sort of church service. And the Bible says, where two or more are gathered in his name. There he is in the midst. So you can have churches, you and two other people, uh, sitting in, standing in the parking lot. You can have church. But we're happy to be able to have a place to call church, have regularly, regular scheduled services. So don't get me wrong when I say, uh, you don't have, don't construe what I'm saying by thinking, I'm not saying don't be in church. We need to be in church. But going back to what I said, you could be a Christian if there is no church in your city. You could be a Christian 
on the battlefield. You can be a Christian wherever. And that's the beauty. And that's a hallmark of Christianity also. Is that we can serve God 24-7. But we're able to forget the things that are past. We're able to forget about our past lives. The rest of mankind won't. The rest of mankind will hang it over your head. What you've done. And that's why a lot of sinners, uh, family members, will tend to give a Christian a hard time. Former friends will give you a hard time. Because they remember what you were like as a sinner. They remember what you were like doing this and doing that with them. And, you know, especially when you become, uh, let's say, a preacher, a minister, or a pastor, or some sort of uh, higher up in the church uh of your local church, whether you're an elder or uh, you perform deacon uh, deacon duties or whatever, play the piano for the church. People say, well, you're, pl you're the church piano player? I remember when you used to do this, this, and that. They can't let go of your past life. But as I go on, and I realize as years go on uh, in, in my walk with the Lord, I kind of forget the things that I used to do. I don't remember the way I used to talk. And I, I kind of forget about just the, the the feeling of what it was like to be in sin. You know, sometimes you can think back about uh, what it was like when you went, uh, let's say, to high school. You can remember the sights and the sounds and even the smells. Because you've been in school for so many years. You know, you were in, in, in education, uh, guess what, 13 years, if you count kindergarten. So you can kind of remember what it was like to be in the classroom. It's very familiar, the sights, the sounds, the smells. But as a, when you, you give your life to Jesus, you begin to lose those sinful senses. You forget those times of being in sin. And I had a really remarkable experience some years back uh, as Facebook began to update itself. And, you know, one thing is clear, what stays, what you put on the Internet stays on the Internet is definitely true. Uh, I believe I joined Facebook in the 2007 time frame. And at, at that time, I was a sinner. Absolute gut, rut, gut sinner. Um, but I remember being able to message people on it and I, I, I forgot that message. They used to have a former messenger on there or, or whatnot. And it got updated, but I was, I was able to go back and look at my past history on Facebook. And I remember a conversation I was involved in with someone I went to school with. And we were just shooting the breeze. And I remember all the cursing I was doing inside that chat. I saw it with my own eyes. And it wasn't me, but it was me. I had I was so amazed. And to the point where I was like, this, I didn't write that. But then I remembered that it was me. It was me. And I'm reading the words that were coming out of my mouth. And it, it was a good reminder. And I know we're talking about forgetting the past. But I, I thank God for that day. Because it reminded me about how far he has brought me out of sin.
How far he has brought me out of sin. To where I didn't even recognize myself. And there in 2 Corinthians that we read. He said. If any man be in Christ. He is a new creature. You're new. And in many and. And in many other places there in the Bible, it talks about being crucified with Christ. Putting down the old man. And that's what you're doing, essentially, when you give your life to Christ. You are killing the old person that was you. The old man. And that's really the symbolism of baptism. Uh, When you get dunked in the water, it's symbolizing dying And then coming out of the water is symbolizing a resurrection or a new cleansed person. And obviously, if you, there's a lot of uh, wrong ideas about baptism. Baptism doesn't save you. Baptism does not save you. If that's the case, you know, why don't we just go around dumping everybody in water so that they get saved? And that's it. Cool. We don't have to do anything else. No. Baptism is just... It's its symbolic. It's a demonstration of what's already occurred on the inside. There are people who haven't been baptized. You know, who have gotten baptized 20 years uh, or more after they've already gotten saved. And just they just never got the opportunity to publicly show uh, what God has done in their life. And that's what baptism is. It's a public showing of what God has done in your life. So it doesn't save. If you think it is, well, guess what? you got to read the Bible. But we're dying to ourselves. The old man. The old you. You're taking that spiritual uh, birth certificate and putting a big stamp on it that says deceased. And then you get a printed, a new printed one with a new name and glory. A new identity. A new nature. As a sinner, I had never changed anything in my life as rapid as when I became a Christian. As a sinner, I never went from thing to thing to thing, you know, or changed anything in my life. There was no motivation to say, you know what, I'm not doing this right. I shouldn't do that. But as a Christian, everything started changing in my life rapidly after I gave my life to Jesus. And it took work. And God, uh, he's progressive in his work. There are things that you're going to have to get rid of. There's things you're going to have to change. God will deal with you in his own timing. But I was a new person when I gave my life to Jesus. I had a new way of thinking. I had a new motivation. And I had a new strength. God has given us everything we need. If you're a Christian today, he has given you everything you need to overcome any sin that's in your life. He has given you the power, and there's nothing to fear. A lot of people fear having to give up a certain sin, because it's absolutely going to shake your world. It may even be to the point where you're going to have to uh, 
feel some shame from some people. You may have to check yourself into some sort of rehabilitation services. You may have to uh, get up and move somewhere else. You may have to uh, disrupt your whole life. But God will give you the power to do it. And the rewards for it will outweigh any pain. And that's a lot what Paul was saying there in Philippians. is Of all the things he had, he counted them as nothing. He gave up his education that he had. He gave up his position among the Pharisees. He could have risen to become one of the the, the council on the Sanhedrin could have had a very comf- comfortable job. But he stepped out of his comfort zone. And he faced trials. He absolutely faced tribulations. He faced scorn. He faced betrayals. But look where Paul is now. Look what Paul was able to receive while he was still alive. Being resurrected. After he was stoned, the people of the city took him out of the city and stoned him. And he got up out of the stones, brushed off the dirt, and continued on. Or there at the end of 2 Corinthians, the visions he would have. There being taken up into heaven, being shown things that he wasn't even able to write about. Being able to say that he he didn't learn the gospel from Peter or from John or from James or any of the, the other apostles. He learned it from Christ himself. And then let's talk about John himself. They had a book of Revelation. There on the Isle of Patmos, he was he was arrested, thrown on this island. And he was given this revelation from God himself. These visions. He definitely counted it worthy. To have gone through all that. Just to see a glimpse. Of God himself. But we can forget the things that are behind today. You can forget. What happened yesterday. You can forget what happened. Before you started listening to this podcast. You can forget about it. Because when you go to God. And you pray. And you ask him to forgive you of your sins. Guess what? He's going to forget about them himself. He won't hold them over your head. It's not a... It's not a you know, God doesn't hold shame. Over you. Shame is... It's a corrective tool. The Holy Ghost will convict you when you're wrong until you make it right with God. Until you make it right with God. He says this in Psalm 103, verse 12. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. As far as the east is from the west. Well, how far is the east from the west? It goes on and on. There is no end from the east to the west. 
And that's what God does with our sins. He removes them. He casts them away. He, for, he forgets them. He clears the slate for us. And even as Christians. And, and we're not. The Bible does not encourage us to sin. And then just go to God for repentance. That's not how that works. But if you are a Christian today. You have given your life to Jesus. And you feel that you have failed. That you have fallen. That you have given into something. That you continue to give into the, the same sin over and over. Well guess what? You can go back to God again. But you got to be genuine about your repentance. There's a reason. God had more favor upon David. Who had more recorded transgressions against God. Than he did with Saul. It was because of the attitude. David repented. David felt sorrow. When, the prophet, when God sent the prophet to David and said, David, you are the man. You committed the sin in the parable I just gave you. Said so David wept. And it was many days of weeping when he found out Bathsheba was pregnant. Said he locked himself away. He would not eat. He would not drink. And he prayed many days for the child to obviously recover. The child was stricken. So this was after Bathsheba had given birth. To correct myself real quick. But he prayed and he humbled himself before God. When God made it the judgment and took the child's life in mercy, it was in mercy... David got up, he cleaned himself off, and he cleaned himself up, and he continued to walk with God. That's the difference between David and Saul. David had a heart for God, and when he messed up, he knew it. He tried to make things right. And today, you can make things right with God, too. The blood of Jesus still has power today. It doesn't run out. A battery will run out. The electricity in the city may run out. Everybody uses their air conditioners at once. You get those rolling blackouts. But the blood of Jesus doesn't run out. And the blood of Jesus doesn't have to be refilled either. Jesus doesn't have to go and do something to get more... Uh, Power to forgive you of your transgressions. And if you need that today in your life. If you need a fresh start. Begin by forgetting the things that are behind you. Forgetting the past. Focus your eyes on Jesus. Go to him. Pray to him. Ask him for forgiveness. Ask him into your life. Ask him to reunite the fire in you. That Pentecostal fire. 
Reunite that in your life. Bring all your cares to Him. Name them. Name every sin that you're in bondage to. Name every sin. Call it out for what it is. Say, God, I'm having problems with this. God, I'm being lured to that. God, I need deliverance from this. Name them one by one. Attack your enemies one by one. And he will give you the victory. God doesn't keep people in sin. He died to take people out of sin. So he's absolutely willing to deliver you today from whatever's holding you bondage. But you've got to make the effort and you got to stay away from the certain things that are keeping you in bondage. You've got to make some decisions in your life. you got to do it now. You can't wait. You're not guaranteed another day. You're not guaranteed another minute. Now is the day of, Today is a day of salvation. Now is the minute of salvation. And it all begins by you... Kneeling before God, humbling yourself to Christ, and just asking Him to forgive you. God bless you, and get a hold of us. If you need help praying, you want somebody to help pray with you, get a hold of us at ntccrenton at gmail.com. Send us your prayer requests. Uh, we'll be more than happy to pray with you. There's no need to be ashamed of it. Don't worry, you can't shock us with whatever you have need have need of. So if you need prayer, let us know. We'll pray with you. It means you gotta pray too. We'll pray with you. And I hope this message really found a place in your heart. But it's time to forget. Let go and let God. God bless you.